these uh these pre-rolls huh oh yeah They're more like uh sound checks really but i mean who's keeping count i mean that was always kind of the intention right uh, i mean yeah i guess that's what it started off as yeah for sure something we can keep track of i think <gasps> i'm trying to remember which episode that we had it was early though where the pre-roll got cut because it wasn't a thing yet <laughs> so adam cut it but I forgot. I think he told like an inappropriate joke or something like that. Or I told an inappropriate joke. That's probably more the case. <laughs> yep. Uh, and it got cut, which is probably for the best in retrospect. But you know how that goes, man. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we got a, a thinner agenda today, but I yeah. think we got some good topics on here. Yeah, we, we could definitely talk about some stuff. That's for sure. I, I got a lot of words for this uh, game on here. Do you? Oh, I got a shitload of words. Good, bag, and different. Oh, man. Oh. Okay. You don't, we'll get there. You don't want to spoil it. All right. That's fair. Um, but are you ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode 149. 149. Oh, yeah. We are back on a cold day on side of the south side of Chicago, bit, Illinois. A little bit. Um, so, yeah, it's a little a little chilly, and it was snowing real hard, but it's like none of it stuck, really. So it's kind of like this weird thing that's going on right now with I the ain't weather. I mad. I'm sure you're not. Absolutely not, man. Uh, I'm your host, Jacob. With me today, I have Gabe. You're, you know, you've never called me your co-host. <laughs> yeah, I have my co-host. Gabe, yeah. <laughs> what's up, man? How's your week? It it was all right. I didn't I didn't have a class, so um, basic, chilling paperwork. Yeah, basically just me finding stuff to do. You know, uh, sometimes successfully, most times unsuccessfully. But we're not gonna get into that because uh, just in case the FedEx guys are listening, I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, know? good copy, good copy. I, I don't want to get in trouble. How about you, buddy? How, what did you do all week? Uh, what do we do all week? Uh, lots of gym time. Lots of uh. Uh, school stuff, been grading, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, man, pretty, pretty uneventful week. Weekend came around, you know, went out there bowling. You know how it is sometimes, man. We out here drinking and shit. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, shooting pool. You know, you know what the boys do, right? No, not really. No, I mean you're married and shit, so but you know what the boys used to do, right? Yeah, kind of, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Good copy. So we got some notes on here. I want to talk do. about. So uh, Domino's dropped a commercial, and it is a total fucking ripoff of that Guitar Hero commercial. Where it's um the dude in the underwear and the uh, white button down and it's like dun 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 <laughs> except instead of a guitar hero guitar or a microphone he slides out with a Domino's pizza <laughs> and I was like hold up are we just gonna fucking forget about how a guitar hero or a rock band like essentially made this commercial ten years ago absolutely right so I was like man Domino's really out here R- ripping people off fucking <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure for sure yeah that was interesting in a in a some somewhat semi related situation Little Caesars delivering now. I'm not mad either. Yeah, that was a little strange because uh, that dropped during the Super Bowl. Um, that, man, their deep dish is kind of good. It's not I, like deep, deep dish, but that dough is good. I've man. never had it, actually. Um, but you're, not the, you're the second person to tell me that. You, you know, it, it, like if you go into it wanting like Giordano's. You're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. Yeah. But it, the crust is nice and fluffy. So would you There's say a it's a lot of sauce? Would you say it's like half a step up from what they normally do? I mean, it's three dollars more, man, and I think Ooh. it's worth that three dollars. Okay. you know, it's it's the eight versus the five. Okay, so I, I I think it's worth it, man. Last time I went into Little Caesars, which is probably at this point probably in like October, I uh-huh. think. Um, 
because like I said, I, I'm not like caught up with the the craziness that is <laughs> Little Caesars and the ever evolving thing that they have going on. I guess, but uh, I you know we went in and then. I look over to the left and I'm like, what the fuck is that gigantic looking thing? And basically it's like a situation where you can like order the pizza ahead of time via the app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you just come and pick it up. You can walk it in like give a code or whatever that it will set for you. And you just pull your shit out. And I have to listen to the crazy teenager be like, do you want pepperoni on that? Well, you know, like <laughs> how many times have you walked into a little Caesars and like, you got to wait like 15 minutes for something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Let me get like two cheese and like a pepperoni. It's like, oh, that pepperoni is going to be like 10 minutes. It's like, fuck. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get um, we get too far into the, well, we don't have a whole lot, but we watched Super Bowl last week. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, the big game. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the big game <laughs> on Sunday. Uh, I was surprised how long you stuck around because I know sports is not exactly your thing. But we sat back and we watched the whole entire game, just about Kansas City Chiefs won. No, which, I think we finished the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Chiefs won and whatnot. But I want to talk about the halftime show. Oh man. Okay, so everybody's losing their shit over the halftime show. Correct. Um. All right, where to start? First of all, Shakira, thank you for everything you do for us. <laughs> Pay your fucking taxes so I don't feel bad like saying these things. Huh. And then uh, the other one. Yeah, so <laughs> then uh, J-Lo. So J-Lo was the other half of the halftime show. Um, Ooh, now, okay. Yeah, I mean, she's 50. All right. Whoa, yeah. I did not know she was that old. Yeah, she's 50. So all considering, uh, you know, she puts on a good performance. The music sucks. Her music has always kind of sucked, though. Let's be real. <laughs> so yeah, no, no contest. Uh, and a lot of people were giving her a hard time. A lot of people were giving the show a hard time as in general because it was two Latinas singing. I would say probably half Spanish and half Spanish. Well, Shakira, most of her hits are, are in Spanish. Um, and people were giving them shit saying, this is America, pal. You know, we don't speak that, 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 that Mexican hair, you know, mm. and uh, people are giving a shit for it, which I don't, I think at this point, the Super Bowl is bigger than just an American kind of a, a thing. I think it's kind of widely recognized as this bigger kind of event. No, you don't think so? No, 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 no. I'm totally agreeing with you. I'm just okay. saying that after English, what is the number one spoken language in these states? Spanish. Yeah. Spanish. Yeah. And, uh, and in fact, it, Polish is number three in Illinois. Yeah. You told me that. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. And then it's like uh, Arabic and like Michigan. Really? And it's Hmong in Wisconsin. The fuck is Hmong? Who speaks Hmong? I'd say like a Vietnamese uh, dialect. I want to say. Don't quote me on that, uh, but it's some sort of Asian language. Makes sense to me. I, I have a map of like the third language in every state, and I thought it was super interesting. How 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 and how many of them of the states? How many of the first two are English and Spanish? Like majority all of, of them? them. All of all them. them. All of oh, them. Wow. This is a map of the third most common language in the state. Oh, okay. So otherwise, like, it just be. So there's like no state with like Spanish as the third most common. No. Weird. I, I mean, it makes sense, man. I mean, Your neighbors down south. This is true, but I it's mean, not like we're how, speaking how, French. Well, some states are as number three. Really? So, I mean. Is it like one of the ones that are closer to the top of Canada? You know, I should probably pull that up, huh? Yeah. Got to pull it up. Let's uh, see. Let me, let me see if I got, still got that saved because I thought it was a super interesting little yeah. map here. For, since we got time to burn game, let me, let's be real. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes you come in with a beefy agenda and other times you come in with a... With not so beefy. Well, well, the thing about that, and you and I have talked about this in the past, that sometimes we've walked in with like five things on the agenda, then find a way to talk for an hour and a half. So, all right, uh, my friend, what states would you like to know? Texas is Vietnamese, number three. Really? Yeah. So is the Panhandle. Hmm. Uh, Iowa is German. Indiana is German. Michigan was Arabic. Hmm. Uh, then you got the uh, northeast side, like the northern tip, like uh, New York and those other states, Maryland and all that. Those are French. You got Chinese coming down. Uh, we got Korean in North Carolina, which is interesting. Chinese in South Carolina. Uh, what do you think Florida is? Uh, if you were to take a guess. 
Shit. Um, it'd have to be something like within striking distance, right? French Creole. What? Yeah, crazy, huh? And then what? What, what do you think? Um, Kelly's is. Oh shit! That would have to be. Um, He's thinking. It's not definitely not French. No. California. Uh huh. I'm thinking Chinese. Yep. Yeah. Chinese all the way from Washington to Cali. Really? And, and then the Nevada is oh. tag along. We got a lot of German in these states, man. Uh, and then we got Navajo in the right next to Texas, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. I just thought it was a super interesting kind of thing. But there's a lot of German. Uh, there's another one of these northeastern states, which is like Polish. It's like super tiny. I'm not even too sure what fucking state that's it. that is. If you want to take a look at that map real quick. Sorry. As I punch the mic. <laughs> that <laughs> is. Anger. Yeah. What state is that? Not Vermont. No. Vermont's too big to be that. Yeah. Is same. that Delaware? That might be Delaware. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Because Illinois is the one. And, you know, I always say that Chicago is like the second largest city that speaks Polish aside from uh, Krakow, right? Yeah. It's so, so strange. Interesting. But yeah. Portuguese you know? is in there too? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was a super interesting map. But yeah, man, English, Spanish is going to... Anyway, back to the the big game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of things to cover here. First of all, I went back to Super Bowl 2007. I can't remember which number that is. 42? Mm-hmm. No. No. Probably not, but... That's anyway, well. Prince, Purple Rain, and I watched the whole like little NFL like 10-minute like yeah, yeah. documentary little, on it. Yeah. Man, it was fucking wonderful. He said... Can you make it rain harder? Yeah, we harder, yeah. And then I want the like on a wild ass prince kick, and now we're here. Yeah, well, my my cousin posted up some ridiculousness where she's like, "Oh, it's it's the best Super Bowl halftime show ever." I'm like, "It's not even probably the last within the best within the last like five years." I wouldn't even put it in that category. I yeah, think, I think Justin Timberlake was pretty good, and I think Lady Gaga was pretty good. And uh, what's his face? Adam Levine was pretty tight too. And I'm you not like it. I don't really like him, but sure. um, you know. Teach their own, but I'm like but anyway. Wrapping back around to the Adam Levine thing, right? Because yeah. people are freaking out. And I sent you the article about how somebody's suing the NFL for yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Are you making me sin, yeah. boy. If you can't control yourself, you're probably gonna sin anyway. Anyway, true. Um, you know, all these people are like, it was overly sexualized, blah blah blah. I didn't hear these complaints when Adam Levine was shirtless. Yeah, that's literally his gimmick. <laughs> his but, gimmick. But, but like, you hear me though? You, yeah, you feel me? You know what yeah. I mean? No, and well, I, I think people are. What do? What does? What doesn't Adam Levine, Shakira, and JLo have in common? Yeah, you know, um, it's the tattoos. It, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fake outrage. It really is, but um, you know, because it really, I don't think it was overly sexualized in any kind of way. Um, and again, it, what would you expect to have J Lo and Shakira? Who Shakira's whole gimmick? Literally gim- a fucking song called "Hips Don't yeah, Lie," where her whole gimmick is that she could rock her hips better than anybody on the planet. Oh man, <laughs> I want to die there. Yeah, right for sure. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was a little strange. But overall, the Super Bowl first half was relatively boring. It was. Grossly boring. Was it 10-10, I think, by halftime, I think? Yeah, they were tied, and then second half, man, Kansas City came back with a fucking vengeance. Yeah, they, they came roaring about. They took that lead and just did not let go of it. Yeah, because my, my wife is the biggest Patrick Mahomes fan on the planet, so, uh, and I like the kid. I think he's really good, and I think he's the future. He's, what, 23 now? 20, 24. 24, yeah. man, that's wild. He's the youngest guy to ever win the Super Bowl and, and the MVP. Uh, and I told her, well, if he's great, this is when he proves it. You know what I mean? This is the opportunity. And he, that, and he did? And he did, yeah. So good copy on that. Absolutely. It was good stuff. Uh, the soup was good. This my wife made some soup and it's smack. Uh, she's making soup again today, but she's making tomato soup. She's taking her first creamy tomato. Yeah. She's making Hell her first, yeah. she's making her first dab at that. And she's thinking she's making mozzarella, um, grilled cheese as well. Ooh, yeah. I think we got oh some sourdough. Lord. I you think gotta get some gouda in that bitch. Oh yeah. On sourdough. Oh, oh man. I think we have sourdough too. Sourdough is the shit. Yeah. It's, it's grossly underappreciated in the yeah. bread world. No, I agree. Uh, I'm trying to make pizza like in the next couple of weeks because I want to like make homemade pizza. Yeah. And you know, I'm gonna try to learn how to do sourdough, but that's like a like a fucking week long process. I'm mm-hmm. like, I gotta be. Yeah. Uh, we started making our own bread actually, so that was 
pretty cool. It's yeah. uh, it's not sourdough quite, but it comes out of this massive like loaf. And at first, you know, I was like, man, this shit's kind of chewy. I don't know how I feel about it. And then I was like, dude, this shit's awesome. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. nice and packed and thick. If you guys want the recipe, let me know. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'll definitely look into that. Um, but yeah, Elisana threw up on me this morning. Nice. Yeah. It was like no warning too. She was just kind of laying there. It was like that video of the dog where the dude's like doing something for TikTok and the dog just yeah, <laughs> all yeah. over the couch. Yeah. So that, that, yeah, basically. Uh, so that was a fun adventure. I actually handled it pretty well because I don't do well with throw up at all. Uh-huh. Like just the smell of it makes me want to makes me want to throw up. Okay. So Elisana threw up on me. So Adriana grabs her and tries to like bring it to the the, the toilet, mm-hmm. which in retrospect, uh, for any parents out there, young parents, if your kid starts to throw up, and it's not like the cute little like milk throw ups like it was when they were a baby when they're actually starting to projectile vomit like food, mm-hmm. uh, just let them just let them in their spot, let them throw up, have that be it. Put a little the, quarantine tent around yeah, them, and once they're thro- once they're done throwing up, you know, all you got to do is pick up that little space in which they threw up. Because we carried her around the house for a second, and she was throwing oh, up. Yeah, <laughs> you were pa- repainting the walls. Yeah, yeah, she was just throwing up everywhere. Um, now she, I don't think it was like her being sick. I think she just ate too much last night, mm-hmm. and because uh, it was all pizza, it'd be like that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because but it's the second time she's done that in a couple of days. So man, I had burger antics last night. Woo! What's burger, what's burger antics? Man, you you know you're all about that Brookfield area, but you don't know what the fuck a burger antics no. is. Their burgers <laughs> are pretty banging, man. They're on par with like Kuma's, I'd say. Really? They're like 15 minutes for me. I'm surprised you haven't gone. Burger antics. Yeah. So they got like uh, <laughs> Jacob, one of, one of Jacob. my favorites is uh, like Montezuma's <laughs> Revenge. It's piled high with like jalapenos mm. and lots of peppers and shit. I had a Midlands and, you know, I like my shit medium rare. So it was proper. Mm-hmm. Uh, for burgers? Cheese, you like a burger medium rare? Yep. I, all my meats medium rare, man. All my meats, my steak, burgers, you name it. And I, I feel like, okay, because my dad, um, God bless him. He's a good dad. Yeah. You know, I got no like major oh. gripes with him, but but the steaks were always well done at the house. <laughs> really? And then I just thought that's how steak was, and I didn't particularly like it. And then my sister got married, and her husband makes the best fucking steak in the world. I don't care what you say, where you've been, he makes the best fucking steak, period. Okay. This is his hobby. Grilling is his like passion. Okay, fair enough. And he makes that shit medium rare. And uh, honestly, he, he's made rare steak, and I've devoured it before. That shit's so good when it's yeah. like still a little bit bloody. Yeah. But dude, just the way he like rubs that thing down, and the way he like grills, it's it's an art. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there's food, and then there's an art. Yeah. And this guy, oh man, if you're ever over for like a big family event, and he's there, you're having some of that steak because then you're gonna be ruined. Interesting. You're Interesting. Be ruined for life. Yeah, because but no, when it comes to my steaks, usually I do a medium rare. But I think with the burger, I think I get it medium. So if it's a little pink, it's not like the end of the world. Sure. Uh, but I don't like uh, the the sensation of like eating a burger and having like potential blood like rolling down my hand. That's a little gross to me. Yeah. I, I mean, I totally get it. And it, I, you know, it depends how they make the burger. If it's just mm-hmm. a plain old patty, like mm-hmm. whatever char, you know, fucking deep fried, I'll eat it. Yeah. But true. if it's like, you got like a nice blend and you got to like beat it and you know, you're making it from a couple of things. Yeah. Medium rare, man. Yeah. Maybe the problem with these, like, uh, artesian burger places is that it's never a clean eat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you go to um, like what's a good example? Um, like it, okay, I, I've gotten into like veggie burritos recently. Okay, and the biggest upside is that your hands don't fucking smell like grease mm-hmm. for the rest of the day. And I'm like, holy shit! Like you don't notice it until it's not there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, dude, veggie burritos might just be the way of the future. For well, maybe this time, right? Because next time we're getting steak. Yeah, for but, sure. I, you know, it's it's just the you don't know what you're missing out on until you try something different. You're like, oh. Absolutely. Yeah. So how many times have you had like a really good burrito and then you're like, 
you know, like your mouth area is all greasy. I, I thought that was a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> and then before you know it, your, your fucking PlayStation controllers flying out of yeah, your hands. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, Netflix added a disable autoplay feature after what four years, three years? <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. I just wish they would remove the the asking me if I'm still there. Yeah, I'm still there. Don't make my don't judge my life decisions, Netflix. I'm more concerned about that. I think it's a uh, now this just might be my IT brain, you know, gears clicking. I think that's just a way to conserve server bandwidth, you know, because if you're not there, because who who knows how many people are just yeah. You, you know, know what I kind of miss, man? I miss the days of like tossing in a VHS and then like falling asleep and then you wake up to <laughs> <laughs> you miss that yeah 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 a little bit for sure absolutely like wake up ten or, years old in or, the middle of a panic or my personal favorite after the, the credits roll you hear the the, the telephone dial. It's like, why is that even there? Man. Can we do a can we do a deep dive on that? Can we one day do our research to find out why? Before, like when Just you first the history of VHS. Yeah, when you start the the VHS, you get the weird dial, and then when it comes to an end, it gets the weird dial. I wonder what that what's going on with Man, that. Man, you know what really blew me away when we got our first DVD player. I remember, I think I was watching like Dragon Ball or whatever, right? And then we we turn it off, pull the disc out and shit, and then like I go back to watch it later, pop it in, and it resumes from the same spot. Mm-hmm. And like on a VHS, it made sense because you know you got to spot on the tape you always had to rewind it yeah but on a dvd i was like this is the fucking future but you know what upsets me about that is that sometimes when you you want it to do it it doesn't but when you don't want you just gotta hit that menu button baby yeah is that the problem is that my problem maybe maybe i kind of like it man we're in the future now think about that absolutely it's a little strange but think uh, think about it we're closer to 2030 than we are to 1990 yeah 10 versus 30 we're closer to 2030 than we are to the year 2000 shut up gabe Fuck, man. Yeah, man. Why are you making me think, bro? Stop yeah, it. Yeah, man. Stop it. Anyway, let's get into this agenda because I got a couple things. So uh, sure. last week we talked about my Colorado Space Review. Yeah. And uh, this week Nick Cage announced he's doing a movie called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Um, <laughs> have you seen anything about this? No. L- Educate me. I, uh, I screenshotted just kind of his character that he plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, let me pull that thing up because you're going to get a fucking kick out of it. Okay. So... The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent will release March 19th, 2021. The film stars Nicolas Cage as himself, who attempts to star in a new Tarantino film <laughs> and helping the CIA bust a drug cartel kingpin who has kidnapped a Mexican president's nominee's daughter. Interesting. At least he's self-aware. Yeah, man. I give the give the man a stab at it, man. What a what? fucking role to play. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's kind of funny. I think we're going to have like a, a weird, you know, if we're not there already, a weird offshoot of just like, oh, what kind of films do you like? I like Nick Cage films. There's like a genre. I think that's that. I think that's kind of already a thing in, yeah. some, in some circles, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. In those circles you don't want to be a part of. Sure. Sure. I guess. But, you know, it's there. It exists already. But that's kind of funny. Uh, he's going to have his own genre of film. That's that's good stuff. Yeah, that's wild. I wonder if Tarantino's going to make an appearance. Or if this I hope is so. Be... How can you ha- How can you not? Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. That, that's, that's a great point. That's kind of funny. Speaking about movies, Sam Raimi rumored to be directing Doctor Strange two. Perfect fit. He's I, gonna retake the Marvel universe. Yeah, absolutely. Right, gonna reclaim what was, once was right, rightfully his. And, and I, I think he, I think he's a good fit, man, because he did uh, which which Ash vs Evil Dead movie. Well, he did like all the Evil Deads, like the original. Yeah, movies. there we go. That's yeah. I couldn't pinpoint it because okay. I'm not too familiarized with. He those. did one. He did one to an Army of Darkness, I believe. Yeah, and then obviously he did the the first wave of live action Spider Man's. Mm-hmm. He's a good director. He Absolutely. has that weird, um, that weirdness in a man. Like man. when uh, Tobey Maguire was dancing around in Spider-Man Three. We need more of that. <laughs> I, I mean, I, Cumber- well, not not that per se, but you know what I mean. Like that weird, <laughs> yeah. like kind of you, you know, you, 
it just like, glides past you yeah. at first. And then you're like, I got meme ideas <laughs> when you get home. You know what I mean? That's what we need. And yeah. I, I think we'll do a great job. I think Dr. Strange is a property that's very kind of lends itself nicely to kind of his style of directing. Well, I think, I think the idea is, is that he's leaning more towards like the evil dead aspect of his skills because we have heard rumors that the new Dr. Strange film is going to be the first horror or yep. horror film uh, in this, in the, you know, the MCU. And I think with Rant Raimi and his pedigree uh, in that, that I think it's going to be pretty cool. Like imagine some of the practical effects because Raimi does all his stuff practical if he can, mm-hmm. you know, um, imagine some of those practical, some of those fucking crazy Cenobites, not Cenobites. Uh, what are they called? They're fucking some of that Cenobites is something else. Cenobites is Hellraiser. Yeah. Uh, what are they called? Um, Necro something Yeah. Um, from Evil Dead. Imagine some of those and some of the multiverse conversations that they're going to be having in this film. And I'm all for it. You know, I think it's Can a we good get an F-bomb. Maybe an honorary Sam Raimi F-bomb. Maybe. Do we have an F-bomb in a Marvel film yet? Or in a Disney movie, just encompass, um, encompassing. I mean, technically, Blood and Blood Out was a Disney movie. Hollywood, Hollywood Studios. I can get anyway, you excited? I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It'll be very, very cool. Now, before we move on, I actually, uh, I wanted to, last year we did this for the Super Bowl. I don't want to do it again this year. So, obviously, with the Super Bowl, it comes a large amount of movie trailers, right? Our trailers for things, TV sure. shows, things like that that we want to check out. Last year, we basically gauged our interest on the things that we saw. So, I'm going to pull this up, and you just give me... A one out of ten? Uh, yeah. A one out of ten on your interest, and then uh, we'll move on. So Let's rock and roll. Mulan. Uh, okay, so I, I wasn't initially interested in this, and I saw the trailers. Like a seven. I'm, I'm very yeah. peaked, and I, yeah. I might go see it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mentioned this when I saw the trailer originally, like the first one. I'm like, this doesn't feel like the rest of the other Disney Yeah, uh, it live doesn't feel like, like a cheap money grab. Absolutely. This feels like they're telling a different kind of story, which is... Which is interesting, and I'm I'm glad that they actually took that approach with this and making her more heroic, I guess. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, Black Widow, uh, like a six. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I'm not I'm not super jazzed about this. I know a lot of people are. Um, I mean, I probably see it still just because I like Scarlet and I do like the character. But to to me, the the trailers don't really represent that. It kind of feels like a born movie, which I maybe might be the intention. I I got this kind of weird comedic vibe off it. Did you? Just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely got a born movie kind of a feel off of it, but there's nothing wrong with that. But we'll see, I guess. Uh, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run. Mm, probably like a six or a seven. I think uh, this is a movie where me and Adriana, if we had to be, if we were like bored, like on a Saturday, we'd be like, yeah, want to fucking. Why not? Yeah, want to go see the SpongeBob movie? Why not? Leave the kid at home. Yeah, That's right. The irony. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Wait, man, this is what it is. Uh, but yeah, so SpongeBob, Sponge on the Run. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it around the same. Now this one, this one, I know that you, what you're thinking. Uh, 007, No Time to Die. Yeah, what a trailer, huh? Yeah. It gave away so much, but yet nothing at yeah, all. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it's like a 9, it's a 10. We're going to see it. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't think it was the best trailer, mm-hmm. but I mean, we're, we're already pre-invested. It's not fair. Correct. It's Daniel Craig Bond. You know that we are there. The, the three words you need to say to get us in the theater. <laughs> Daniel Craig Bond. <laughs> yeah, you're right. For sure, for sure. Uh, we kind of talked about this, I think, last week. A Quiet Place Part 2. Yeah, um, like a seven. Yeah. Probably going to see that as well. I think it's more of an eight for me. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Mm, like a five. No no particular interest. I'm like a two on this. I could cut. I could you know, this. like I said, man, we're just resurrecting things that should be left in the cemetery. Speaking of which, uh, The Invisible Man. Um, I actually don't recall seeing this. I could have mm, been drinking or something. I don't know. I, yeah, I think I remember seeing it. Like a five. I mean, I uh, am a big fan of Ray Bradbury. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of, um, you know, the Universal Monsters. Sure. Uh, so I, I think I might be giving this a little bit too much leeway, but I'm thinking like a six. Sure. I'm thinking like a six for sure, this. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and Sonic the Hedgehog, which is coming out next week, actually. Uh, like a five? Yeah, might see it. Might not. Uh, for sure. I think, um, you know, I know it's not new, but I think that WandaVision trailer was pretty, yeah, pretty yeah, tight. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they showed that. Yeah, they showed a little footage. Looks like Wanda's fucking around with the multiverse as well because they have different. Oh man, they did a like a bewitched almost like a mm-hmm. tribute, and I was like, yes. Yeah, and then they have her in her like old school costume and stuff like that. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. That was pretty cool, pretty interesting. But yeah, those are those are the big ones, the big Super Bowl uh, trailers, and uh, yeah, there's some good stuff in there, definitely. Good copy. Um, speaking of which, before we move on, yeah, uh, I checked out Goldeneye last night. I watched Goldeneye for the first time probably in like 15 years, like all the way through from how did age. Pretty well, not well. Uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the premise is, is that Bond is um, tra- tracking down this EMP satellite, which is the GoldenEye satellite, right? And obviously, this is in the wake of um, the Cold War, right? So the Russians obviously bad, you know, um, in in this movie, which is kind of funny. But I I forget of how much of the movie. Uh, just reminds me of the game, like from the environments, which is the point. But the environments, even some of the sounds, you know, like that ricochet noise that the gun makes, pew pew pew, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, there's a lot of that in this movie, so I was cracking up the whole time. Adriana, who's not as crazy about Bond, my idea is to try to get her into these things so she can get excited when we go see a Bond movie in theaters. Um, she's like, it wasn't that bad. She's like, it was a little wild because they had like the ridiculous uh, tank in Moscow scene or whatever. Yeah. That's just like ridiculously over the top. And I'm pretty sure that's not how a tank drives. Granted, I have never driven a tank, so I can't tell you. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that's, you know, that's not how it works. Um, and the weird helicopter parachute thing. Uh, it's just a weird amalgamation of things. Now with Pierce's first bond, I think it kind of falls in line with the rest of the franchise as a whole. Um, cause he was, this was his first movie and he, I think he had four total, I think. And, um, it was okay. Uh, overall, a, a good time. He had this stupid fucking cartwheel thing downstairs that was just like, that would fucking hurt so bad. I would be on the ground for a week if I did that. And he just like fucking popped up like it's nothing. I, I don't know. And that's why we're not agent 007. You're definitely right about that. Uh, stub your toe and you're out for a week. <laughs> absolutely. No, you're right about that. That's for sure. Um, but there's that. So that's going on. But my objective is at least for the podcast because my dad has the whole collection i bought it for him. get him on here yeah is to try to watch as many of them as possible leading up to the release of the film so obviously i'm going to probably stay with the more modern bonds i do enjoy me sean connery but there's a certain level of campiness with those um i'm not faulting them to it because it's just kind of just a product of his time you know yep. and especially with the, the girls names pussy galore and shit like that it's just like wow <laughs> the shit that they get away with but like to be fair i mean in the last or was it was it Spectre? I think it was Spectre. They had Strawberry Fields as one of the girls' names. I'm like, come the fuck on, bro. Uh, <laughs> but um, so yeah, I'm gonna try to stick with more of the more modern bonds. I think I'm gonna do Pierce, all of Pierce, and all of Daniel Craig. I would try to do Pierce first, get him done, and then uh, you know talk about the ones I really want to fucking talk about. You know, Good copy. so because um, I don't particularly think Pierce said anything better than like in a B plus on any of his. Any of his Bond movies. That's my opinion. I could be wrong, but um, 
I don't remember liking time, uh, Die Another Day a whole lot or Another Time to Die. Or Yeah, man, maybe it's time to revisit all those and give it another uh, opinion. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I'm going to try to do. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm for sure going to watch the Craig once again before we, we get going on that. But Copy. Yeah. But yeah, so that's how gaming. Yeah, sure. What's up with Evo, man? NetherRealm Studio said, "No, we got our own circuit now." I think that's I think that's the reason why it was left off. I think that's the speculation for it. But I want to go through these games um, just so we could talk about if we believe they belong down there or not. Now, there's one that I understand. I understand why people want to see it. I understand uh, the legacy that this game has with, you know, um, Evo as a name, but. Nobody's playing this game really anymore. Sure. You, you can't tell me that they are unless you know it's more for fun. But let's go through the full lineup and then we'll talk. Um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z on the lineup. I expected that. All right. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy versus. It's another one of those anime fighters. I don't know it very well. Can't give you an opinion on it. What do you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, Same. you're going to have anime fighters one way or another because those mechanics are wild. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, this one's kind of a surprise, but I think people are like looking forward to this. Samurai Showdown. Cool. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a curveball, but in a good way. I think they played last year, but I didn't expect it to be around multiple years. Strange. Soul Calibur 6. Uh, Soul Calibur's pretty much been a staple since, what, 2? Yeah, I think that's about right. Uh, this one, I find... I mean, I understand because of the whole legacy of Evo and whatnot, but to, is it really a more successful fighting game at this point? Uh, Street Fighter Five championship edition you know there's this weird stipulation where street fighter and tekken kind of always got to be there yeah you know what i mean for sure i guess and it's just the current one that's what that's what it is i mean it it's definitely entertaining to watch but i don't know i mean as far as popularity it's going to be on the main stage because you know it's capcom and hey man as long as they keep cranking them out they're going to keep being at evo it's just what it is yeah i guess uh super smash bros ultimate Yep, uh, nothing new there. Yeah, which means we've lost. Uh, they did uh, Melee on here, I think, last year. They had it. It looks like Melee is gone. Uh, but, okay, interesting. And Tekken 7, which, you like you mentioned, uh, kind of a staple and super entertaining to watch. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. Another one, <laughs> I, this one, Under Night in Birth EX Late CL slash R? Yeah. Uh, what the fuck is that? No idea what that is, but good for them, good for the studio. Absolutely. Uh, and, of course, the thing that kind of sent everybody in a frenzy, good, bad, or indifferent is uh, Marvel versus Capcom 2 is returning to the Evo circuit. Now, it's not a full-blown tournament like the rest of these. A small seed, probably yeah. 20-ish people. No, actually, I heard it's like eight. Oh, like, okay. I think they're inviting four former champions, and the other four spots are going to be up for grabs, I think. And then they're going to move from there. I think Justin Wong and whoever the fuck, you know. That game's... Probably the most entertaining to watch. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, but I don't know, man. I mean, how much new blood can there possibly be in the scene of it? We should um, Evo should have a spot for indie upcoming fighters, well, and yeah. if it's even like a eight person bracket, or Some, even just to show them off. Somebody said, "Fucking um, how come Power Rangers Battle for the Grid wasn't on there?" Because uh, what I understand, it's a very well built, well thought out fighting game. Why isn't Skullgirls Endless Waltz on there? Well, I think because Skullgirls kind of ran its course. But you know, I agree. Sure. You know, where is the Skullgirls and stuff like that? Um, and if we're gonna bring back retro games, let's fucking let's do like old school Killer Instinct or something like that. Like let's yep. bring let's bring back some some of the Glory Day stuff. Let's bring back uh, Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three. Like how much fun would that be to watch nowadays? That'd be a fucking hoot. You know, it, I don't know. I think the, uh, they're kind of missing the mark now. With that being said, I'm going to watch the whole the whole entire thing if I can because sure. I just love the fighting game community. Uh, there's nothing quite like it. 
in the rest of the communities and uh you know in gaming um and i'm gonna watch it and like i said fighting games in my opinion one of the most entertaining games to watch or you know style of game to watch and there's nothing when you got two guys knowing exactly what they're doing absolutely and um yeah, so I guess we'll have to wait and see with that. But that I was a little, I was a little disappointed. By so it. let's talk about this NRS thing, man. Um, I have no kind of opposition to them doing their own thing, mm-hmm. but not being an Evo—that's interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I would actually prefer it if there was like an MK11 X and then UMK3 circuit going at once at like a Nether Realm Fighting Con. Yeah, I would. I mind think that. that'd be super tight. Absolutely. But not being an Evo, man. It's like I went to the auto show yesterday. BMW wasn't there. All these people are just pulling out of these big conventions, man. What's going on with that? Chrysler wasn't there. Tesla wasn't there. Mini Cooper wasn't there. So who was? <laughs> like Ford and... I mean, the big Sh- ones like Ford, Nissan, Ford Toyota. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, but I was like, damn, like nobody wants to do the big cons anymore. Yeah, it's a little weird. But yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the, everybody believes that another round was just like, eh, nah, we'll do our own thing. And I'm sure they'll probably come out with a big event. Um, but when it comes to the totality of everything evil... Mortal Kombat wasn't even on the main stage. So, yeah. Especially last year, it was not. So um, I don't know what that says about the game as a whole, but I know that the fans who are into it are super into it. And maybe you're right. Maybe they'll do something like an X11 and a, a three tournament and kind of bring it back and have like a fun kind of kind of. I mean, it'd be it. cool if, uh, if the uh, Evo itself was like rotating every year. Mm-hmm. So like one year, middle or NRS would be like, hey, come to Chicago and the entire like decoration is going to be like mortal Kombat themed that would be cool and then every year it rotates so like street fighter will get a year and then tekken gets that a would year. be cool i would be with that actually but yeah i think if they were going to do a mortal Kombat, then it would be here right it would have to be here at mccormick yeah. place probably you would think or donald e stevens one of those two mm-hmm. and uh we'll you know well guess we'll have to see what they got coming up with that uh because it's not like the game is not being supported as a matter of fact i think it's one of the more because of the way they've laid out the i think it's the longest supported mortal Kombat so far well, it's not April yet. When it hits April, it officially hit a year. Then that's when it starts to get a little drier. Dicey. Yeah, it starts to get a little drier. But um, I think because of how they laid out the DLC and whatnot, it kind of keeps them ever-evolving in the game in a good way. Um, as opposed to having four characters lined up all at once, they have, they're have they kind of spring, separating them. Yeah, springing them in for a little bit. And um, So, yeah, I think that's what's going on with that. And I guess we'll have to wait and see what their plans is for their bigger fighting event because they do that shit all the time, you know. Um, you, you can if you follow the Mortal Kombat page on like YouTube or anything like that, they're constantly posting up tournament footage from wherever the fuck you know. So yeah, absolutely. I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. What do you know about this next topic? All I know is that a game because okay. you put it in the gaming category. So Escape from Tarkov is our next talking point. Um, Greg, my buddy, showed me some footage from the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the YouTubers we like was playing it, and I said, "Fuck it, I'll buy it." So I bought it for me, bought it for him. We're playing now. Um. Okay, so where to start with this game? Well, let me tell you the the basic premise. It's okay. very similar to uh, the division. You spawn in with yourself or with the buddy. Uh, you get in, you get loot, you get the fuck out. That's the basic, most basic explanation of the game. Here's where everything gets dicey in the middle. It is the most hardcore military simulator shooter out there. It beats out siege. It beats out anything. All mm-hmm. right, and, and here's some here's some interesting facets of the game. You can spawn in as one of two characters, your, your player main character, or you can spawn in as a scav. A scav is like a randomly generated bandit that lives in the land, and you get like a pre-made loadout, right? Uh, if you die, 
whatever it was free gear if you get out you get to keep anything that was on your scab mm-hmm. now with your player main character you bring in as much gear as you want as much as you're willing to risk because the moment you die that's it the vultures are coming for you mm-hmm. oh man this game is fucking terrifying on like 10 different levels okay we were we were literally playing before this podcast and I'm playing with Greg, and I walk up 10 feet. I get headshotted. And he hears, oh, shit, game got iced. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, where the fuck is he? Where the fuck is he? <laughs> this game is nerve-wracking. Okay. There's so many fucking controls. You want to know how, how how you know whether or not you have ammo in your gun? When you pick up a gun, you got to open and unload the clip. And you got to look. And it'll tell you it'll tell you full, or it'll tell you about half, less than half. And, dude, there's just so many fucking facets. There's a your standard reload. Then is your quick reload where you reload faster, but you drop your mag. Mm. You got to refill your mags with bullets. There's three different types of like damage and like med packs you got to account for. There's like your standard like health. Then there's splinters. So if you like jumped or if you got like a fractured limb, you're going to be pimp walking to the extraction zone. You got to patch that up. Mm. Then there's like blood loss, which is damage over time. You got to bandage those up. Mm. There's a lot of wild fucking facets and kind of mechanics in this game mm-hmm. and it's still in beta really yeah good for them and we're having a blast it's very hard it's unforgiving it's it's discouraging at times man but it is a lot of fucking fun once you get the flow going very very cool if, uh, uh the, the best way i can compare it is if we're looking at rainbow six siege it's like a light novel and this is like a manual for like a fuck like a detailed like car technician manual on how to fix every and anything in that car hmm. And that's the comparison I can make, man. Interesting. Interesting. With that being said, um, there's actually a game that actually is a year old at this point. Which uh, is? A game that we covered, I would say, pretty decently heavily when it came out, especially. Uh, Apex Predators is a year old now. Yeah, wild. Wild. Yeah, they just dropped some new DLC. I actually played some today. I haven't played it in a while. Um, and, it's, dude, it's still fun. The game's still fucking fun. Now, as far as it maintaining my attention, that's a different conversation. Sure. But I will say, once I'm in it, I'm having fun. I'm having tons of fun with it. They changed the map finally, yep. uh, which I'm sure I'm, I'm a couple of seasons behind on that because I'm not the most up to date on it. But um, I actually listened to our old review. We were super enthusiastic. I mean, it's still a fun game, man. It's just a matter of you got to keep that hype going. I mean, Absolutely. We were, we were on that Fortnite binge for a while. We were on, I mean, you were on the Call of Duty binge for a while too. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh man, I just want to say that these fucking like Call of Duty like YouTube videos like for the new Modern Warfare are fucking great. It feels like 2010 again. Yeah, didn't it? Yeah. Um, but it, it's a good game. It's fun. There's a couple things that they could improve on, but I feel like we're starting to see um, your more skilled players pull off these crazy fucking things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we're getting to that point where people are like, well, let's see how frame data looks like or let's see hitbox data and shit like that. For sure. So I'm, ex- you know, I enjoy the game. I still have it updates from time to time we play from time to time but i feel like once you get back into it you're like into it you're you're not touching anything else yeah for sure interesting all right so that was gaming so we got some of our 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 world famous topics gabe oh a little quick thing before i uh you get a pre-order bonus for tarkov and Mm -hmm. i didn't know the basic mechanics so i went in i died and i lost my pre-order bonus (laughs) yeah all right we got music news and reviews ladies and gentlemen uh okay so let's do loathe uh was this album called? Uh, I let it in and in and it took everything or something like that. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Is it really? I let it in and it took everything. Wow, I, I was just, I was kind of shit. Yeah, no, no, no that was that was probably good. Um, what'd you think of it? All right, so um, Gabe, you you opened it up with that about how like how good it was. So I'm like, okay, I got some expectations. So I go into it 
Uh, I'm not, I wasn't super familiar with Loaf Prior. I think I mean, maybe we've maybe covered a single. Yeah, we did. Um, we did the single for this album a few weeks ago. Okay. And uh, we checked it out and I gave it a look. Now, all things being equal, um, you said it's kind of hard to compare um, other artists to it, which to an extent, like there's nobody who was doing the exact combination of these things. But sure. um, it's very a mirror mixed with like Deftones, Deftones, uh, Smashing Pumpkins kind of a feel to it. Um, and this album, I think it kind of just goes for what it wants to do. I think they're going to say, well, here, I kind of want to sing. And um, he sings. He's a, a decent vocalist. Yeah, I, he's, he's a really good vocalist. I think, you give, I think you should be, I think most people would be shocked to see that the guy is capable. He can sing and then he can scream like a fucking uh, maniac. war horse. Yeah. Um, now, I'm, now, I'm not going to break any new ground with this. and I'm, I'm sure you're expecting me to say mm-hmm. this. The heavier songs are the fucking highlight of this whole entire package. Sure, like aggressive evolution. Yeah, new faces in the dark. Once that gets rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are some songs I'm like, whoa, that's fucking wild, and the tuning is really low. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's fucking, it's deep and it's low, and it's probably at least a, you know a a flat for some of them. I'm sure. And uh, they're, I think, uh, they try to for some songs. I think they try to go a little too weird. Okay, uh, I think that they just try to think too far outside of the box where it becomes like only makes sense to them almost kind of sort of thing. Now I know you're more, you're more hyped on it than I am, but I think it's definitely a good album. They show some supreme musicianship here. I think they showed that they are capable of doing more than one style. Um, but to me, the songs that have him singing, they tend, they tend to blend together. And there's one of them that was like five and a half minutes long. I'm like, okay, when is this ending? You know what I mean? Yep. I looked at my phone a couple of times. I'm like, okay, the first half of the album was pretty good, and then the, they have like the two songs near the end. I'm just like, okay, you know what I mean? Uh, I could skip past it, but the the high points were very very high, um, and the low points, not, while not like got awful, I would probably not go back to, you know. So um, overall, I think with a young band, um, I think it's a very impressive step forward for them. I think it's incredibly. Uh, deep of them to try to do something outside of what they're the more comfortable doing, you know, uh, for a young band, I think for them, for a younger band in general, I think it's easy to follow trends. You know, uh, I think it'd be easy to be like, well, this is kind of doing well. So let me try to do my version. How many blacks do we have to sprinkle into the album? Yeah. Uh, try to do my version of that. Um, but in actuality, you know, um, I think it's more unique than that. I think they definitely try to make something that nobody else can do. And I'm not mad at them for that. Uh, with the, again, with the young band, super impressive. For me, um, and for those who may not be in the, aware of this, we didn't announce it or anything. Me and Gabe have decided to univer- uniform our grading scale across all pl- genres of things that we cover um, just to make things a little bit Except easier. Except the Super Bowl commercials. Oh. Uh, yeah. God damn you. Fuck that up. <laughs> God damn you. Um, you're right. Okay, you're right. Fine, fuck you. Uh, but yeah, we decided to make these things more uniform in the grading scale system. For me, it's a B plus. Good copy. Um, definitely impressive. I like a lot of a lot of those heavy songs that are really fucking impressive. There was one though that I'm like, what the fuck? Like it was just like noise. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It sounds like a band Good noise or just like background noise. Uh, it was just chaos. Just a lot of kind of moving, a lot of movement. And I'm just like, where are we going? A broken vision rhythm. I felt like Willy Wonka in the tunnel where he's like, there's no knowing where we're going. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was kind of at with it. And um, 
Over, I liked it, though, I will say. Good copy. This is probably one of the first albums I was really excited to review this year. And mm-hmm. uh, like you said, it's from a younger band out of the UK. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so... Oh, Crane covered them. I probably should know that. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. So uh, I didn't know what to expect going in because, like you said, we kind of have very little context for this band. Uh, I gave it a listen, gave it another listen, gave it another listen. And there, you know, you kind of nailed it on the head. The heavy parts are brutal, gory, destructive, and just explosive at times. They're mm-hmm. properly good. And kudos to them for pioneering a sound that's very hard to A, replicate, and B, how the fuck you come up with this? You know what I mean? You, you sit there in the studio and you're like, nah, I, I, well, make it wavier. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does that mean? Make it wavier. <laughs> you know? And they're like yelling at the producer in like a British accent and shit. But um, I, I like the personality because this album seeps it it oozes personality and you know instantly that this is a band called loathe you know mm-hmm. what i mean and because nobody else is reproducing that and that being said you know my, my standout tracks are obviously aggressive evolution broken vision rhythm two-way mirror new phases in the dark gourd the dirty grimy ones and then two-way mirror which is kind of the mellowed out one yeah um that being said i feel like this album presents kind of the opposite problem that we're always saying for the core bands Whereas, you know, we're usually like, yeah, man, this is really good, but it was short. Yeah. This album is long and it feels long. It clocks yeah. in at 49 minutes and 19 seconds. You so feel it. You feel every you, second you, of that. You feel it. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's not necessarily a bad thing because this is maybe something you want to spin while, I don't know, you're high as a kite and, mm-hmm. you know, doing something. Um, I, I think that this being album two or three, whatever it is for Loathe, uh, big step as musicians. And my, my big thing, man, was that these lyrics, they don't feel forced they feel very deliberate and you know some songs he goes in but other songs he just kind of let, lets the instrumentals take it over mm-hmm. and it doesn't follow the most songs don't follow that structure of intro verse chorus repeat you know wash mm-hmm. rinse repeat this is just kind of free form it feels like these guys were jamming and in a really nice studio and got it all in recording and mm-hmm. then produced it and there's something special about that mm-hmm. this For album sure. gets a b for me yep a b okay cool um, yeah, so I think you and I kind of lined up on that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely unique, and it's definitely something that we would keep an eye on on for them moving forward. Deftones uh, does a tour, man. Take loathe. Yeah, sure, right. You're, you're gonna, you're not gonna find a better opener. Absolutely, stylistically, uh, of course. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's very good stuff. Uh, Next week we have Great American Ghost. Do we the new album? Hmm. Uh, that's coming out, and then the week after we have Polaris. So February's kind of stacked. Yeah, yeah, should be a should be a good month. Absolutely. Uh, before we move on, uh, big tour announced during the during the week. Slipknot's going on tour. Uh, it's a secondary market tour. Um, Slipknot is taking a day to remember, which is a total fucking curveball. Yeah, out of left field. Did not see that coming. Uh, Under Oath. Uh, another curveball. And well, not so much as the day, a day to, remember. to remember. Yeah, it's not a total departure. Uh, and Code Orange, which is like perfect. Makes sense. Yeah, and uh, so they're taking them out on tour again. Secondary markets. Closest they're coming to here is Nashville and... Fuck that. Actually, I'm going. Oh, you're going? We're actually going to go. Nice. Yeah. Tickets and everything? Well, we're, well, me and my sisters are going, and we will be getting tickets probably next week. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have fun in Nashville, <laughs> yeah. my friend. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. I've seen... I saw Lincoln Park... Uh, oh, my God. Who did I see? Lincoln Park, Rise Against, and Now and Men in Nashville a couple years ago. Okay. So you're no stranger to the scenery. Correct. Uh, so we're going, and uh, I think it's going to be fun. Uh I mean, I don't know why the fuck they couldn't do that, make this a main market tour, but we're not going to get into it. Uh, I understand why secondary market tours exist, but I'm just a little upset about Even it. Even from such a massive fucking 
banned. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you'd think that you just say, fuck it. So they're fucking playing, like, places like West Palm Beach, Florida. They're playing places like Nashville. But, I mean, they it, played Tinley Park well, over last summer. But I'm saying, but that's still, that's a Chicago date, right? Right. But in the middle of all that, they said, fuck it, we're playing Madison Square Garden. That's <laughs> like, what? That's <laughs> such a strange, strange. Maybe just lined up nicely. Yeah, it's just a strange thing. But, yeah, so that's going to be an interesting uh, little tidbit there. Speaking of Code Orange. They dropped a new song, a uh, new single over the last couple of days, and it is called, hold on, something, it's something ridiculous, the Swallowing the Rabbit Hole or something like that. Let me get this pulled up just so I'm not fucking wrong with it. Hold on. Sorry. Uh, you did not come prepared. I, I know. I, and I actually watched the music video earlier this week, or earlier today, and I just forget the name of the, the thing. Hold on. See, motherfucker, can you find it? There it is. Uh, underneath, and Swallowing the Rabbit Hole. I was right. There you go. Um, so they wasted a bunch of our time. Hey, shut up, <laughs> shut up, man. Shut up. Shut up. Anyway, um, have you listened to this? I have not, no. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, Swallow on the Rabbit Hole. So, this is more of the typical Court Warren style. They definitely have heavy industrial moments of it. Uh, and they have some, like, abrupt pauses in the middle of their songs, which is something they've done previously, where it's just like, what the fuck? And then it kicks back up. Uh, I like how I didn't realize that Brock Lesnar's playing bass for them now, but I guess he is. Brock Lesnar? Really, he looks like Brock Lesnar. You'll see. I'll show you a picture in a minute. You're like, what the fuck? Or um, Billy Eilish is playing guitar for them, which is also kind of funny because this kind of on point <laughs> with that. Um, so they got that going. Uh, it's a very good song. It's very, very crazy. The The music video definitely lended kind of a horror movie kind of environment to it, which if you look at the album cover, it kind of makes sense. He kind of looks like, um, I don't know. Out of saw. Yeah, that, and I don't know how, how deep you go with horror, but, like, have you ever seen See No Evil? Yeah. It looked like the second one with Kane, and he has, like, that rubber that, that rubber mask yeah, thing. Yeah, I see it, I see it. He looks like a Slipknot member. He looks like Corey Taylor. Um, but, yeah, so they got that going. Uh, it's very unique, very, diff- very different, very interesting, and uh, they should be proud of what they've accomplished. Now, I'm a little biased because I do love Code Orange, but uh, I think it's pretty good, and I'm really looking forward to this album. That comes out in March. Um I also real I should probably should have covered this earlier, but I also realized earlier in the week that I should be playing The Last of Us Part Two, but I'm not gonna get into that right now. Um, but um, so yeah, it's it's very good, and um, I think they figured out the whole vocalist problem. Yeah. So what, what was the situation there? So uh, previously to this, and again, this is just speculation based on the music video that I just watched. Um, what they would do is they would have three different people contribute vocalists vocally to the to the to the band, right? Uh, they would have the two guitar players. Well, they have three. So the one who looks like Billie Eilish. <laughs> Reba. Reba and uh, the, the drummer. They would do all the vocals. Um, based on the music video, the drummer was not behind the drum set. They had somebody else back there. And he was doing all the vocals, which he, he does like probably, I want to say, maybe like 65% of their vocals anyway. All their main vocals anyway. So I'm wondering if that's like a sign for things to come, that maybe they've you got a new drummer. You got a drummer. That's you do Aaron the Gillespie. Yeah. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. I've got two vocalists, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Everybody's singing. Yeah, right? Absolutely. And um, so, yeah, that's what they're doing, it looks like. Uh, now, with this, with that being said, based on the music video, did not realize how tall that drummer is. He's a very tall man. It's very hard to, to notice a tall person when they're behind the drums, yeah. right? Uh, he's a very tall man, and he's got kind of this vocalist look to him, and I'm like, that's fucking perfect. He nailed that. There you go. So if that's the plan moving forward, I uh, totally endorse it because I think that's the only problem with that, uh, especially live from the footage I've seen. The vocals tend to get a little muffled because everybody's doing a lot. Like I don't, I'm not mad at them. You know, I, I understand. 
Um, so I wonder if that's their, their way of correcting that moving forward, that he's going to be doing vocals exclusively. Interesting, interesting, interesting. That uh, album is March 14th, by the way. Yep. Uh, and we'll have a full review when it comes out. Absolutely. Um, and I'm deeply looking forward to it. Good copy. Good copy. So uh, Data Remembers dropping an album in April. Are they? Or April 30th. Or uh, what the fuck am I saying? August Burns Red. Oh, okay. Oh, oh man. Well, a Data Remember does have a new album coming out soon, too. Soon-ish, oh, I'm sure. I wasn't wrong. Yeah. Uh, soon, I don't know if it's the exact, exact date, but soon-ish. Uh, they dropped a couple of singles not so long ago. Resentment, pretty good. And, uh, yeah, we got some good stuff coming out this year. But with that being said, like you said, August Burns Red. They dropped a new single. Have you heard this? Yeah. Uh, it's very ABR-y. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, no hate, no disrespect. Uh, it's good, man. You, you know, you got the oh boys technical drum skills just mm-hmm. wailing on everybody. Matt Griner, and uh, that that whole band is just a, it's like playing a, on a five stack. Mm-hmm. Seas, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Everybody That's knows a good what way of doing. putting it. <laughs> it's just everybody's on board. You know the synergy. You know what everybody's good at, and you just played it to the strengths and advantages. It's a great single from an S tier band. You know Absolutely. What I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, there's just nothing more to say to that. You I like no, August Burns Red. You, you, you're gonna like this. Single. You perfectly summed it up. Yep, you are correct. Did you see the uh, artwork for the new album? It was very cool. It was very ABRE. Very very cool. Yeah, it's very August Burns Redish. Um, but yeah, like you're, the, I think you're the main uh, person to say this. You know what you're getting. Like August Burns Red, you know it's gonna be a little bit better than it was the album before. You know, there's gonna be some moments you're just like, wow, that was fucking cool. And there's gonna be moments like, wow, that's fucking weird. Cause that's August Burns Red, right? And the dirty, grimy breakdown. Yeah. And Jake Luke is losing his shit. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and big shock. Looking forward to this one. Uh, like, I've looked forward to every August Burns Red album since Messenger. So um, that's good stuff. Good copy. 2020, you, Return of the Kings. You know what would be hard to, they would be really hard to do a, like, a career review, August Burns Red, because every album, while awesome, all kind of sounds in the same ballpark, right? There's no like over evolution of uh, things. Right, that here's done. an idea. How about we toss all of, like the uh, I don't want to say B sides, but all like the uh, not singles from all the ABR albums into a playlist and hit shuffle, and you got to guess which album it's from. Ooh, that'd be a fun game. Maybe we will do Take, that. Take like two or three from an album, toss them in there, and be like, all right, you got to guess. Maybe this is messengers. No, Gabe, for the eleventh time in a row, <laughs> this is not from messengers. Yeah, maybe that's a, that will be a fun game that we could play. Maybe I'll look into it. I'll look into it because I think I'm a little bit more familiar with their discography than you are. Good copy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's funny. That's funny. I don't like that. That should be a fun game to play. Uh, no disrespect. Like and you then said. you have the Christmas song in there. It will be like Russian roulette. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the Christmas. Well, which one? Fuck. Um, uh, yeah, they got and then the Witch Zelda song. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, but with that, do you have anything else, Gabe? Anything else you want to cover? Hmm, wholesale coverage? I think wholesale coverage. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of fiending a Costco pizza, but the one by my house isn't open right now. Oh, but we're. Right here yeah, in Berwyn. Right. Yeah, you have one right here. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm getting the pizza <laughs> and I'm playing Tarkov tonight. What's wrong with um, the one by your house? They turned it into a business Costco. No more food court. Um, actually, no, I don't know about that food court portion, but like the regular Costco stuff isn't there. But you can buy an industrial-sized grill if you need one. Office chairs. I did not know that. Yeah, no alcohol, no like produce. What? Yeah, it's just like office products now. That's... I think you can still buy a 30-pack of Durex condoms, so we good, though. Well, office. Um, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> this dude. But yeah, um, don't, don't take my word on that food court, but I know they're not open on Sundays because it's a business. Concept that's now. bullshit, man. Probably the what, taxes, man, because that's technically Chicago. What is the fucking niche market for that? I mean, I'm sure I'm sure. You know what? You'd be surprised because my workplace goes there pretty often. I guess. I guess. You never know till you know. It's a little wild. Uh, never shine if you don't glow. 
<laughs> but yeah, I think that was episode 140. What is it? 949 of the Second City Kids podcast. We will see you here back next week for episode 150. Oh, man. Holy the shit. The big ones feel weird, huh? Yeah, the big ones definitely do feel weird. And hopefully we have a stacked agenda. Now, with that being said, we did cover almost an hour of like with six topics. Not bad, not bad. And that's bad. just proof that we can make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Like we do every week on the Second City Kids podcast. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he didn't like that too much. But uh, yeah, I, I'm going to have a hopefully have a Birds of Prey review for you guys next week. Oh, yeah, that's coming out. It's out. It's out. Yep. Uh, I'm going to try to give it a look because generally speaking, it's getting some positive feedback. So, um, with you fuck the, with canned tuna? Wait, what? You fuck with canned tuna? No. No? No. All right. Anyway, so yeah, that's episode of uh, of the podcast. And we'll see you guys next year, next week. And if you don't have anything else for me, I don't have anything else for you. So I fuck with canned tuna. You do fuck with canned tuna. Yeah. What's the, what's the meme here, Gabe? Am I missing it? No, I just like canned tuna. Like fish of the sea. Is that a brand? Starcrest is fish of the sea. Oh, I just get the Aldi stuff. It's like sixty cents a can. Star Kiss. That's what it is. Star Kiss. That's what it is. Fish of the sea. Yeah, I mean that shit's good. I just like canned tuna. There's a lot of protein in it. I don't really like tuna. I don't like fish. I'm not a fish guy. Huh? Adrian, I try to get me. I actually try to get because you. I'm the type of guy who's like in, shrimp, though. I do like shrimp, kinda. Okay. To like a lesser extent. Sure. Shrimp are kind of weird. Yeah, I uh, like them, but they are kind of weird. You know, they have like their their shit in the in in the shrimp, right? That's what gives it all the flavor. That's disgusting. So. They're bottom feeders, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, is that August Burns Red or is that Parkway Drive? That's Bust the Fall. <laughs> it's probably all the above. Yeah, you might be right. There might be a bottom feeder. Have you seen Winston from Parkway Drive? No. He looks like um Woody from Toy Story. No, he does not. Pull it up. Like currently or yeah just... yeah look, look up like Winston Parkway Drive like 2019 2020 he looks like fucking Woody hold on I saw an interview with him recently Winston what the fuck Winston. I don't know his last name I didn't I know his name is Winston he's very soft spoken isn't that funny I feel like I'm... a lot of these metalcore vocalists are very like calm and very nice and then they get on stage and it's chaos chaos and confusion he he is kind of Woody like you're he not... is kind of Woody like all right well um damn well, he's gonna bail on us. Cold blood, little girl. So I guess that was 150. No, well, what, the, well, what? Actually, we did miss something. What? The Ghost Inside album is finished. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, well, we'll review that. And they're playing a show in the East Coast somewhere. For I don't know. You kind of sound like Don Vito there. <laughs> All righty. Sorry for real this time. We're we're actually leaving. Goodbye, guys. Thank you guys for joining us this week on the Second City Kids podcast. You can like us on iTunes, Google, anywhere else podcasts are found. Any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email us at secondcitykids at gmail.com. Until next week, folks, deuces.